Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They're just good. Good reading, good stuff, always great information. We go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, and we bring in Doug LaMaurice from The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. Hello, Doug. How are you? Hey, fellas, I'm well. How are you? Hi, Doug. Good. Before we get into everything, I'm just, I want your take on last night's uh, national championship game just because I, I know your affection for college football, and I always appreciate reading your Ohio State stuff. So what did you think of last night's game? Yeah, not surprised. Um, Ohio State and Georgia recruit on a certain level with Alabama. TCU does not recruit on that level, and neither does Michigan, really. Yeah. And so TCU could hang with Michigan. There was some transitive property stuff that I think threw people off that Michigan beat Ohio State, TCU beat Michigan, Ohio State was right there with Georgia, so then maybe could TCU hang with Georgia? And, like, it all fell apart. It was never real. The, the talent mismatch was too much. Max Duggan for TCU is a good quarterback. He's not the kind of quarterback you need to beat Georgia. C.J. Stroud is that kind of quarterback. And so it, I didn't think it would be to that degree – I thought for sure Georgia would cover the two touchdowns and control the whole game, but I'm not entirely shocked that Georgia just blew them out. Doug, is there another school? Because I, I agree with you about those three schools, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Is there a, a fourth school, maybe a, a fifth, that you think they're right there or, or maybe already are there? And I, I can't think that it would be anything but great for college football if you could turn – three schools that dominated to about eight schools that are really, really good. Yeah, it's hard because I do think the only teams that have hung with Georgia the last two years are Bama and Ohio State because of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So I don't know how you hang with Georgia unless you can throw on them with an NFL-level quarterback. So I think the team that could enter that conversation is USC with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, but they've got to get their defense fixed. Their defense stinks. It stunk at Oklahoma. It still stinks at USC. It feels like Clemson's falling back a little bit. Texas is always kind of a fraud, but they have Quinn Ewers. They have Arch Manning there now. If they get that kind of quarterback play, could they rise up? It's Florida State coming a little bit. Michigan's really good. I still wonder a little bit about Michigan at the highest level on the national stage, although J.J. McCarthy in year three next year might be that. But I do think for now it's Georgia on top, Alabama and Ohio State chasing, and the team lurking most likely to rise up, I think, is USC. Where do you think Jim Harbaugh is next year? I know we're going to talk about Browns, but I, I love picking your brain about college. He wants to be in the NFL, right? He wants yeah. to be in the NFL. Are people going to want him? So it's an odd spot. Again, it's one of those things, you know, he wanted the Vikings job last year. He thought he had it, and then he came back and said, hey, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Don't worry about this, Michigan. I'm here, and now he's doing it again. And so it's like people aren't making this up. It's his desires. It's his people that are creating these, you know, these situations. So I think one blip, you could kind of get past it. I think it's going to be a thing. 
Michigan, I think, did not get the recruiting bump off of last year you would have thought. I think maybe the NFL dalliance had something to do with that. Michigan's doing really well in the, in the transfer portal right now. But I wonder, like, this is going to be weird that they really are good, but it feels like he really wants to leave. And maybe because they're good, like he's done what he came to do, which is reset Michigan on the Big Ten level and on the national scene, right? Mm-hmm. He's risen them up. So maybe he's accomplished all he can accomplish. But at some point, he's got to go if he's going to keep wanting to go. Like, I, And I don't know who the next Michigan coach would be, but – I don't think it's up to him. He wants to go. It's a matter of is somebody going to hire him, and I don't know the answer to that. But I think if it's up to him, he's gone. Yeah, that's got to infuriate the Michigan fan base, though, too, right? Like, you feel like you're back, everything's good, you got your coach, and then every year he's out flirting with the NFL. It's hard. It's like, what are you at your heart, right, that Ryan Day was in the NFL for a little bit, and maybe Ryan Day will wind up in the NFL again at some point. But he also kind of came up through the college ranks as an assistant, right? He spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time in college. Jim Harbaugh, I mean, obviously, San Diego, Stanford, great college coach, great success, goes to the NFL, but he played in the NFL, right? I mean, he was, he knows that league, so he might just be an NFL guy. But I do think as the savior of the Michigan program, the prodigal son returning to, to put that program back in the proper light, he did it. And Bo never won a national title. Now we're really close. But, like, the Michigan standard of we have to win national titles, that's not what it is. It's not the same as Ohio State. So Michigan is back where it feels like it, it should be. And so I think there's an accomplishment in that. And maybe you get out while the getting's good. And maybe his heart is just in the NFL. But I think job, great job by Harbaugh to do this. But at some point, I think it is going to hurt the program if it keeps doing this. Doug, I want to go big picture Browns uh, with you on something before we get to a couple of specifics. We're going to be entering year number four of the trio of Paul D. Podesta, Andrew Barry, and Kevin Stefanski. Do you think they can get it done? Do you think it can work with those three guys running this thing? I feel terrible saying this because, like, I was all in, baby. Analytics, alignment, like, tear it down, build it up, suffer through one in 31. And I don't want to bail on that idea, right? But is it possible to be too aligned? Is that where we are now? Do they think too much the same from a world where the people in the building with Hugh Jackson and Sasha Brown wanted wanted to tear each other apart, and then we get this, and it's like, oh, this is functional. But does does it not have enough of a kick to it? Do you need to interrupt that alignment somehow? Do you need somebody to come in? with a different view on things to make sure that view is represented. I'm skating towards that. So if that's what I'm heading toward, then maybe my answer is no. Like that three-man alignment, maybe that's not enough. Maybe you need to change one of the parts of that while retaining a lot of it, but making sure you don't have blind spots because you have three people who all think the same way, which leads you to have like no defensive tackles, right? So I just – I'm wondering about it. I'm not completely bailing on it, but I'm not nearly far as in on that process as I was at one point. So where are they going with this thing now? And are they done? I mean, are we just the beginning of cleaning house here a little bit in the off season, or are, I mean, do you think there's more to come? I mean, it feels like, right. I mean, it had to be Joe Wood. I don't know. I mean, the special teams is not good. So I, I certainly would think of re, an evaluation of Mike Prefer. I mean, did, 
does getting rid of the special teams coach fundamentally shift the status of the franchise? No. I think it would be very reasonable for him to be gone. But the Joe Woods thing, it's like funny the idea of like, is it Joe? Is he gone? Is he not gone? It's like, oh, he was so gone. They practically didn't even wait for the sun to rise on Monday morning. So they knew that. So that was their answer. So the rest of it, I think, is, you know, here and there, I was sort of saying on our Orange and Brown Talk podcast, like if this was the NBA, and I'm not suggesting that anyone's going to get traded, but if it was a, a league where maybe you trade guys a little more often, it almost feels like would you maybe trade one of your good players for another good player just to shake it up a little bit? Does this team need a shakeup? Now, that's not how this league really works. And I'm not singling anybody out to say, like, get this guy out of here. But I don't know, man. Like, it's kind of been like the same people and the same dudes here for a while. They brought in Deshaun Watson. But a lot of the other stuff is kind of the same, and it's not working. So I do think it's possible that a full year of Deshaun Watson as the quarterback and as the leader off the field in the locker room resets everything and kind of fixes everything. I think that's possible. It might be what they're banking on. So I'm not sure that I think there are much more is going to change. Playoffs or 10 wins, nine wins. I, I would assume that there has to be something other than what we've seen the last couple of years or this trio is not certainly won't remain intact for a fifth year. What it Doug? Oh, if they don't make the playoffs next year, I don't know. Somebody's gone. If not everybody, you can't get a $230 million guaranteed contract quarterback with all this controversy and then not make the playoffs in year two. That is, that is not what this is. They set these parameters. They did, They went all in. They said, this is a Super Bowl quarterback for a Super Bowl roster. So like, I'm not even like, – they probably have to win a playoff game. Like, if they skate in as a seven seed and lose to the two next year, that's not good enough. They did it. They made this call. There's nowhere else to turn. They got the quarterback now. Like, yeah, no, this is it. Like, and I'm not – again, I've said I'm – if you had some great coach ready to take the job, I'd be fine with Kevin Stefanski being gone now. I'm not calling for him to be gone now. But I don't know. Like, if it doesn't look good start next year, I mean – he was good in the COVID year, and he hasn't been as good the last two years of normal football. Now, it hasn't been normal because Baker was hurt and Watson was suspended. So now next year is going to be maybe his first, quote, normal year. COVID, Baker, Odell, Watson, first three years. So next year, normal year four, you got to be really good or you're gone for sure. How hard is it going to be to make change, to try to take the existing guys that are there and make this thing two, three, four wins better during the regular season. Like, I, I just I, – I'm concerned about that, and I'm curious your answer. So, I do think it's – again, like, if you get a full year of maximum Deshaun Watson, and that – it feels like this team's searching for something. But yes. with the great franchises, the quarterback is not only a great player, but he's the face of the franchise, right? We talk about face of the franchise all the time. So, like – the guys rally everybody around. I think there's a leadership vacuum in that locker room and with the coaching staff. I, I do not think Kevin Stefanski is a great leader. Maybe Deshaun Watson will rally the troops, and then everything centers around him. And then all of a sudden, then you can make a jump. Now, the other thing is, too, and this happens where people analyze this, and I like this analysis every year. If you look at the teams that lost a bunch of close games, a lot of times close games are sometimes random. Maybe random is the wrong word. But there's a little bit of the idea of you lose a bunch of close ones, maybe the next year you win some of those, and you're kind of the same team, but you win three more games. I think that'll be on the table for them next year. Better Watson on the table for next year. But also, 
I mean, one of the ways that you could get a lot better really quick is bring in a completely different head coach who is like, yo, this is how we do this here. Head coaches matter, man. Ask so Jacksonville, right? I understand right? Letting, letting randomness and Watson try to fix it next year, but then the next fix is a new, bo- a new boss. And then the new boss comes in and says, my way or the highway, and then all of a sudden, now you're winning maybe. All right, silly, silly thought here. Does a head coach have to be a great leader? Or can he be yeah. a can he be a great tactician who has really good players and good leadership in his locker room? Well, I think you need one or the other, right? Do the okay. do, do the Browns have great leadership? Doesn't seem I that way, does it? In the locker room, yeah. with the players, right? So I think I think it's a great question. And I do think, yes, if you have boom, veteran winner, boom, veteran leader, oh my gosh, this guy is a future coach himself, right? If you have three or four guys like that in your locker room, and then the coach is scheming it up and just like making sure he doesn't screw stuff up. I think that can work. That is not where I think this team is. So I think for this team, I think this locker room needs a great leader. I think you look at what happened with Mayfield and Beckham last year. I think you look at what happened with Garrett and the car accident, Garrett and the little suspension, the clowny situation this year. I mean, these are like the face. These are like the big time players. And there's kind of like the what? Like what's going on? It feels like to me this team needs a great leader as a head coach. And then let your coordinators scheme it up. Let your coordinators be tacticians. So I have very – I mean, I don't think Kevin Stefanski's that. I just don't. I don't think we have any proof that he is. So that doesn't mean I think they should fire him tomorrow. But I think this team does need a great leader, and I don't think their head coach is one right now. All right, so that said, look at the candidates that we've talked about over the last two days. Jared Mayo, Brian Flores, uh Sean Desai, Jim Schwartz. I mean, we're talking about these guys. What does that tell you about Kevin Stefanski and what he's looking for then? So, like, what if I were the Browns, I would be looking for a defensive coordinator like I was looking for a head coach because I would want someone who would be the clear leader of the defense, and I would want somebody that I would think possibly, maybe you never need him because they're great next year, but I would have in my head, could this guy be the next head coach of the Cleveland Browns if things get hairy in week seven next year? So I, you got to scheme it up, right? I want a leader of the defense. And I think that's what Kevin Stefanski wants also. But there's a world like Brian Flores interviewed when Freddie Kitchens got hired, right? Yep. I think he did, right? I, so. I like Brian Flores in that process. Like maybe like, maybe we should be in a world where Brian Flores is the head coach of the Browns and Kevin Stefanski is the offensive coordinator. I'm not sure, like, you give me an alternate universe and we're in that right now, I think we might be better. So Jim Schwartz has been through it, right? Brian Flores has been through it. Maybe they learned some stuff from being a head coach before. Now you come in here as a defensive coordinator with head coach experience, and if things get rough, you're ready. I'd want that. Scheme is great. Give me a great leader of this defense who maybe could be a great leader of the team. Doug, great stuff. Always appreciate reading your stuff uh, in on Cleveland.com and in The Plain Dealer. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for your time, Doug. Thanks, guys. Always fun to be on. Thanks, Doug. Doug. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.